Hi, I'm Jordan Laurel, and welcome to my show where we make the human experience magical through mental health, mindset, and manifestation. My story is one of radical transformation and rebirth. From depressed, disempowered, and dependent to flourishing within an incredible life I've created, this podcast is me sharing my process of overcoming and creating a magical human experience to help support you as you do the same. Tune in every Monday to feel empowered through stories, wisdom, and lots of super practical tips. Because I am proof, you can change your entire life and manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome to the Magical Human Experience Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. I am once again so excited for you guys to hear today's episode. I am so jazzed about what I've been talking about lately. I am just, I mean, you guys know personal power is just one of the biggest things I am so passionate about. And that is kind of the point of why we dive into a lot of things related to mental health, mindset, manifestation, and even when I branch out into things like wellness or beauty or skincare or fashion, like the root of it all is to really help you step into your power because when you're in your power, you are such an incredibly powerful manifester and we all want to be calling in what we want quickly and easily and that's the whole point of it all. And I've definitely seen this ring true in my life the more I have really stepped into my power, the more things are just flowing and timelines are collapsing, things are elevating and escalating, and it's just been really cool to watch. Really, really cool. Uh, So yeah, I'm excited about this conversation today because we dive into sexual empowerment and pleasure and talk about why pleasure is so important. It's not just something that we should try to like hope, you know, gets included in our life and our day and our week, but it's actually something that we should be seeking out and prioritizing. But we also chat about what healthy pleasure and unhealthy pleasure is because there is a difference and you want to be empowering yourself through your pursuit of pleasure and some pursuits of pleasure can end up doing the opposite. So we dive into a little bit on how to know the difference and how to set yourself up for success, asking for what we want as women, confidence, uh, what self-love looks like in terms of just it being about self-acceptance but a balance of self-accountability with self-compassion, figuring out what works for you, how to insource not outsource because we end up outsourcing and that's what causes us to be out of alignment with ourselves we end up not living from our authenticity and that is a big block for manifestation and there's just so many other things we dive into this conversation is really 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 good so I hope you guys enjoy we also go into dating a bit I share some stories Brittany shares some stories we give some tips and insights and advice I have a pretty controversial opinion on something that I share so yeah I hope you guys get a lot out of it and share it with a friend if you think it'll help them or empower them. I am so excited to just have more women hear these conversations because I know when I was struggling to find myself to find joy and confidence and peace and flow and learn how to just be in my power, hearing other women's stories and what they went through and how they overcame it changed the game for me. It it helps so much when you know you're not alone and you also get to hear other people 
overcoming because it really increases your belief on a conscious and subconscious level in your own ability to overcome. And that is really powerful for growing and changing faster, for manifesting quicker. Uh, What you believe subconsciously is affected by what you have seen to be possible. So the more you're providing yourself with evidence that it's possible for you, the the more you're going to create that in your own life. So share it with anybody who you think would benefit from it and needs a little bit of empowerment in their life. And before we dive into the conversation, I want to share the magic of the week, which you're going to hear more about in the podcast, because the magic of the week is Bea. Uh, I actually met Brittany several years ago and at another event. I don't even think she had Bea started at this point. Uh, no, she she did not actually. She just had Butini, her other business. Uh, but then, and we lost touch, but then we reconnected because she started Bea and they reached out to her team to send me some product to test. And I was so impressed. They have an amazing, amazing makeup setting spray. They have a body and intimacy serum, which is incredibly hydrating. I was like lathering myself in it after she gifted me a new one when we had coffee a few weeks ago. They also have refresh wipes, which I absolutely adore. They are so helpful, especially when I am up in New York on the go. Sometimes, you know, even in the winter, when I have a coat on in the subway, I just end up like sweating a lot and you just like feel not great. And I love having these on hand for just freshening up, Um, especially, I mean, I haven't been dating very much in New York at all. Actually, I've been barely dating at all um, in New York since I've been back. But I, just in case, I did actually use them one night uh, just to feel fresh, feel good. Um, Really great to have on hand um, in case you are going on a date or you're going further and being intimate with somebody. You know, it just, it does help you feel more confident when you feel your best. So without further ado, we are going to dive into the episode. And also just FYI, if you do decide you want to check out Bea and you want to grab anything, I am going to have a discount code in the show notes for you to give you a little discount off of your order. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting that we get to do this in person too. I know. Well, it was so great to reconnect with you after like not seeing you for so long. For years. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's been wild. I've been back in New York for like a month and a half now and I'm like reconnecting with like so many amazing like-minded aligned women and I'm just like, I have missed this so much. Well, welcome back. I hope you stay for a while. (laughs) I'm really seriously considering it, Um, but I'm so excited. We had coffee last week for those of you listening, and Brittany and I had such an amazing conversation about sexual empowerment and pleasure, and I have just been watching from afar, reading her newsletters, and just admiring everything she's been doing for so long. She has a wellness company that is meant to empower women sexually, Um, and a lot of her content is about sexual empowerment, sensual empowerment, and so I think this topic is just so perfect to talk about with you and it's so important to talk about and I want to dive more into why pleasure and sexual empowerment are so important but I would love for you to first maybe tell us about Bea your sensual wellness brand a little bit and just kind of explain you know how you use your brand and your platforms with Bea and your you are an influencer yourself you have a personal platform how you use those to empower women in their sexuality and sensuality. And yeah. is there a difference for you? I'd love to even, maybe Ooh, even dive into that. Question. I would, I'd say to start with a little bit of backstory. So I've always wanted to go into product. Um, always thought like truly beauty, wrote it in my second grade journal. And so when I 
graduated, I, I still wasn't clear of where that white space was. So I started my first company called Butini, where we do hair and makeup services for weddings and events until I could figure out what this product line would look like. And so fast forward, it's been almost nine years of doing Butini. And so I'd say probably a few years in, we kept on getting women coming in before their big day. And instead of asking about the color blush that we put on their face or how we curled their hair, they'd come in with almost, almost these like intimate concerns on like, mm. hey, I have these, ble- these blemishes on my breasts. I have this low cut dress. What do I do? Or like, I sweat really easily. Is this going to hold? Like I'm a little self-conscious about that or like when I sweat I smell and I'll be hugging all my guests let alone can we talk about my wedding night and at that point I was in my early 20s dating in New York City and I too had those like intimate concerns on like how I smelled or like Mm. or how easily I sweat and that was more so in the context of dating and understanding and trying to navigate society's taboo when it comes to sex and intimacy and dating and relationships. And one thing that I noticed was if I was at a bar mingling with people, went home with someone, I realized that like if I did smell or if I was really sweaty, like all I could focus on is if my partner could smell me or like, you know, like feel the sweat all over my body versus like truly being in the moment. And so those experiences Mm. finally led me to building Butini or Bea rather. Um, I built Bea during the pandemic when there were no weddings, there were no events. And the whole concept for Bea is we're basically premium vegan skincare that addresses those intimate concerns that affect our confidence in the bedroom and beyond, knowing that like 80% of women say their number one insecurity in the bedroom is body image and Mm, 99% mm. of orgasming is mental. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get the pleasure you deserve, we really need to like focus on building your sensual confidence by addressing the sweat, addressing the odors, so that way you can walk into that bedroom and get that pleasure that you so deserve. And so it's a little bit more of like a holistic approach to beauty, but I think that your sexual being is such a big component component that's mm-hmm. often been um, overlooked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, our sexuality and sensuality as women, like that is a big part of us being feminine and being in your feminine is so important for manifestation, for being in flow, for creating, um, and just like living out our purpose here in relationship in, you know, our career related purpose, just, you know, moms, friends, you know, we need to be able to be in our feminine energy to show up great. Um, so I love that. And even when you think about like the when's the first time you've been like hot and heavy, I remember being at like some founder dinner and like we went around and we talked about it. And I was like, wait a minute, everyone was like, oh, I was five or six years old. Like you do start like we have that in ourselves, right? Like first off, like we got to this earth through intimacy. And so then when we think about just like us pleasure and our sexuality, like it starts when we're really young. And I think because of society and like how we're told to behave or not to behave, that's why like we almost like shun that piece of us for mm-hmm. so many years. And even as a grown women, like we're both, we're both in our thirties. Like it's still such a practice to like really unleash that side of you mm-hmm. um, where it's comfortable because so much of society tells you otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much stigma and shame around women being sexual beings. I mean, even just sexuality in general, but I feel like it's definitely targeted at women so much more from the patriarchy, from religion, just even culture. You know, I mean, obviously those things kind of are connected in some ways, but yeah, it's, there's so much destigmatization and well, I love what you said, actually, maybe this is a good, um, a good 
uh, topic to dive into. It's like the why pleasure is so important. Um, which for me, I love talking about this from like a manifestation point of view. Like you said, I actually had a friend who went to Egypt for, it was like a spiritual journey she was on. I had her on the podcast actually. Um, and she talked about this. Um, I'll link the episode in the show notes for you guys, but she was like looking at the hieroglyphics and the Pharaoh was like ejaculating the life symbol after having sex with his (laughs) queen. And it's like, life is literally born out of pleasure. And we're like, we are here. If you think about why are we here? I think, yes, it is to do good, but it's also to enjoy. Like we, we wouldn't have our senses if we weren't meant to enjoy the experience. Like why would we be able to taste food or see the beautiful, you know, sunsets and rainbows and just feel the amazing, like, you know, sensations when the sun hits our skin or somebody touches us or orgasm. Like if we weren't meant to like enjoy this experience, like why would we even be able to do these things? We're not here for just practical reasons. And so I think pleasure it's so important to realize like that's a, like it, like you said, it played a part in us actually even being here. We're yeah. created. Life is made from pleasure and from manifestation, you continue to create from pleasure because, so I don't know if you've ever thought of it this way. This hit me like a couple months ago and I was like, oh my God, like manifestation is all about feeling, you know, you mm-hmm. want the things you want. You want the partner, you want the money, you want the home all because of the pleasurable feelings that Uh, those things will give you right it's really all about the feelings you'll get from those things and they're pleasurable feelings and on the opposite side of it that's how you create things is manifestation if you want to like boil it down it's being the person who has the thing and the strongest thing you can focus on in being that person is feeling the feelings of the person who has the thing so so much of manifestation boils down to feeling And we do, I do a lot of mindset work and personal power work because that really plays the biggest roles in how we feel. But like feeling pleasure is like the basis of creation. And so it's just so, so, so powerful and important from my perspective to incorporate pleasure and tap into pleasure as a human, especially as a woman. And I love that you're, you're referring to pleasure, whether it's a house or family Mm -hmm. or food, because a lot of times the term pleasure can a lot of times have like a dirty reputation. You only Mm. think about sex or intimacy and that's amazing, but pleasure could Mm -hmm. be kissing. Pleasure could be, you know, your favorite bowl of pasta I think pleasure is Mm. so much bigger of a term because it is a feeling it's not just like you get pleasure right it's not just an outcome but it's truly that feeling Mm -hmm. and when we, we think about like the deepest rooted reasons for motivation or like why we do things in life Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily because of the goal per se but it's like the feelings like you said that are invoked in order to get to that goal and when your Mm. your goals or what you want out of life are tied to an emotion like the chances of you succeeding are far more um, higher than if it's truly about like a, a materialistic item that really doesn't serve a purpose. So I do love hearing like pleasure can be so much and how we think about it. I think it, it is really positive. And sometimes we do feel shame. We're like, oh, like, I don't know if mm. I should feel this. I feel guilty. I feel all this shame. But that's only thinking about pleasure in the form of intimacy. But when you really think about it uh, at a broader um, standpoint, it's actually pretty fascinating on what pleasure can bring into your life. Yeah, no, it's so true. And I love that you brought up motivation. This is another thing. I actually want to, well, let's dive into this next, maybe like all of the shame and stuff. Cause it's just, 
it's like probably one of the biggest blocks for us. And like, I feel like there's so much to be said in, in unpacking that, but you talked about motivation and this was another thing that I have had to think about that helped me start shifting out of these beliefs that pleasure is wrong or the negative connotations surrounding pleasure. Um, motivation comes from our brain's chemicals, right? Mm -hmm. Our brain is literally wired to drip dopamine in connection to the things that we want and to motivate us to actually go get them. So our desires and the pleasure we're seeking is literally safe guidance for us. And our brain creates chemicals to support us in going to go get it. Like we're like fighting ourselves to try to deprive ourselves of pleasure. Like, yes, I think um, maybe this is good to go into as well. Like what is a healthy pursuit of pleasure versus unhealthy? You know, we don't, we're not, you know, into self-sabotage vibes here, but, <laughs> but yeah, like we're literally wired to seek pleasure. Like that, that wasn't a mistake. Like we weren't made wrong. And I, I just, I'm so passionate about talking about this because I grew up literally being told that like my desires were wrong and like it just breeds so such self-distrust. And it's interesting. I've been talking to a bunch of women about their sex lives, just the nature of my business, Bea. And I do find that it's when it comes to just like pleasure and how people embrace their own like sensuality, sexuality, is that like the more, the older women are generally, um, like say women in their 40s generally having like better sex, better like careers, et cetera, than ones who are like still in their 20s. And I think part of it is that like we're grown up and a lot of like who we are and like our mindset is formed when we're like an adolescent, like a child, right? Mm -hmm. And those mindsets impact the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I think that at least for me, like in my early 20s, it's more of like, okay, so when is too soon to go home with someone? How long do you have to date someone? And you really rely on what society or other people tell you. Mm. And then as you get older, you know, like now we're in our thirties and I'm sure you'd hopefully like agree that like how you're making decisions now versus when you, when you were in your early twenties, mm. you're really doing what's like best for you and like mm. best for your family or whatever it might be. Um, and you rely less on what others say or what society deems is like the right way to do something. Um, which I think is like interesting, um, whether it's pleasure and sex and dating, or if it's like another aspect of life too. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of been, that's a great way to summarize my story. Um, like it's just, really learning how to tune inward and find the answers within versus outsourcing. Like, I don't know. Do you know where do you, I don't know where this comes from. Like, why are we so trained to distrust ourselves and outsource the stuff that we know and like rely on other people, what's right for somebody else and like try to make ourselves adhere to that instead of like, what's right for me. I agree. And it's, it, yeah. Like also it's like, where does the shame come from? Like, where do all these feelings come, um, come from? But I do think that's part of what makes us human. Like I know I am wired as a people pleaser. And so mm. that's something that you almost sometimes have to like take a step back and like see how you can rewire parts of your mindset or like how you think through situations in order mm. to make better decisions moving forward. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
it's crazy how much like unlearning we have to do uh, <laughs> to, like, <laughs> to like just live well. I feel like I've been doing so much deconstructing and like the, and then actually like evaluating and reflecting on what do I actually think and value and then actually having to then implement that and support myself in that to actually to get where I am today. Wow. I don't know if you feel that way. No, I mean, a hundred percent. Like I do not have kids yet, but I'm like, man, that is the hardest job in the world because <laughs> I can imagine like me raising children and be like, okay, every little thing that happened to them is going to set them up for the rest of their lives. But at the end of the day, it's like everyone comes from their own backgrounds and it's part of your story. But mm-hmm. I do think recognizing like what you want to change, like who you want to be, it motivates you to like make those conscious efforts to get closer to that person that you want to be and um, doesn't mean the person you are currently is a bad thing but I think there's a lot of like retraining the brain even every so often right like as as society evolves as like technology evolves I think just like mindsets you kind of get very comfortable Mm -hmm. Um, or even once you're dating with a partner when we bring it back to like intimacy and sex right like anything that becomes a little bit repetitive or just comfortable that's when you're like okay how do we keep have that need to always evolve and try things out and keep things moving forward um and so I think that's just like part of life that keeps it exciting yeah I think there's such a it's so important to have that balance like I talk about um self-love a lot because I actually think for me uh that has been one of the biggest things that has helped me become confident is learning how to actually love myself and actually building a strong, trusting relationship with myself. And I always say self-love is a blend of compassion and accountability. And I think, I think acceptance is also kind of like an overriding thing, learning to accept yourself, have compassion for the areas that you're not really where you want to be, but also you need the accountability paired with that. Cause if, if you're only accountability, you're probably like beating yourself up and you're pushing too hard. Kind of like, you know, if you are too goal focused, you know, you're constantly onto the next, you're constantly like living in the future. That's good. You need some of that. Like you owe it to yourself to create the best version of yourself in your life possible. But also you need to like find a way to really love and accept yourself where you're at, have compassion, understand you are the way you are for a reason. Uh, like, it's not like, oh, I'm just a shit person. I chose to be shitty. Like, no, like, like you said, a lot of our wirings come from the way we were raised and growing up. And so having that compassion and acceptance and love for ourselves needs to be paired with that. And I feel like that balance, if you can, I think it's like never perfect, but if you can have that balance, like it just, you just end up feeling good inside because you know you're doing the work to be better, but you're also like, I'm also awesome as I am and I will get there in the right way at the right time. And also, like you said, all of our experiences like shape us and they, they help us step into who we're meant to be. And I just think we can't fuck it up. Like, you know, you, you, when you're doing your best and you're tuning inward and you're just like the universe guides us and gives us grace. And I just, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without the experiences I had for better or for worse and the failures and the pain and, um, just it, it all is always working for us. I think. Yeah. It's always going to be part of our story. And when you think about in my case, when I like read about different entrepreneurs, like hearing the adversity that they had to overcome mm-hmm. to get to where they are 
probably led them to have that work ethic and determination than if they were did have a different story. Um, but it's interesting when you say like working to love yourself and finding your inner confidence, like mm. something that I've always said um, when building Butini and now Bea was that I wanted to empower women to feel comfortable and beautiful in their own skin. And then I think there's something so beautiful is like when you can really feel confident about yourself, doesn't mean that maybe you know, you want, sure, you, you might want to like be a little bit stronger and be able to lift a little bit more weight at the gym or whatever it might be. But like, I think the balance between compassion, like you're saying, and like being so happy that you are healthy and you mm-hmm. do look great and you feel great is wonderful. And then having the accountability to, to motivate you to keep moving forward. Like, I think that's what like true like self-confidence is too and part of I think there's so much overlap between confidence and beauty and someone like when we're I was thinking about like just watching like women in the park one day I was like okay there's this beautiful like subjectively gorgeous woman walking through the park dressed beautifully but like looked very meek looked like very Mm. insecure and you're like oh like I almost feel bad that's and then shortly after then you see a woman who like maybe isn't as like beautiful according to society's terms but she's like strutting her stuff and like she's beaming of confidence like I would argue that like that person that second woman who's like Mm. beaming of confidence would resonate further where you're like I would want to be her she's beautiful whereas like looks are only a piece of that puzzle and Mm. like that true self-worth and that confidence um I think is a lot a lot um more important and for when I started Bea like that was something that we re- I really took in consideration was like how do we play into like how do we think about beauty and how does that relate to like self-worth self-love confidence and like what does confidence do mm-hmm. for when you are feeling confident versus not because I do think it's such a like an inner outer relationship or outer to mm-hmm. inner confidence um relationship when it comes to beauty um that I've always found very fascinating yes no I, I love I love that you brought that up because I think I had gotten some backlash on my social media um in the past when I was doing I think I was posting I got Botox and somebody was like why do you keep getting plastic surgery and I was like First of all, I never got plastic surgery, but second of all, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think I think it is a balance and people miss I think they miss this. But I love that you called it out like you could be the most beautiful woman in the world, but if you don't feel good about yourself inside, you won't Doesn't you won't matter. radiate, you won't shine. And you will be depriving yourself of the pleasure of enjoying life when you actually are radiating and flirting with the universe and people and enjoying yourself and feeling good in yourself. But when we take care of ourselves and we make ourselves and support ourselves in looking our best, we, that supports us feeling good too. That supports our confidence. And I don't think it has to be either, or I think it's both. And, and I just, I, I love that, you know, you, you focus on both you cause you get it and you have so many amazing like tips and things that you share on both of your social media accounts. Like I would love if you maybe can share some here for those listening, like what are some of your biggest and it can be internal or external things that have supported you in your confidence and I don't know maybe even were you always confident has it been a journey so I think that to say that someone's consistently confident at any given time is probably false because everyone has ups and downs and that's truly life and like the how days go on um 
it's funny I always think that I was like a sensual person like I always loved wearing like itty bitty tops and it wasn't like sexual in terms of like I didn't even kiss a boy until like the end of eighth grade and so it wasn't like in terms of like my sexuality but feeling sensual Mm -hmm. made me feel good and I also um started to use makeup when I was like two years old when I started doing ballet and it wasn't that I needed makeup I actually like smeared makeup all over my face and looked like a clown but I was like wow I feel so beautiful like I still Mm. remember those those ballet recitals feeling so incredibly beautiful and so it wasn't about like the makeup itself but it was the feeling that came from me applying the makeup and so confidence for me I think one is like when you're passionate about something and you go into whether it's a job interview or you know like starting a business with a mission that you're really excited about like that's where like inner confidence comes from and I do think surrounding yourself with the right people makes a big difference like I I am very I don't know if it's because mm. I'm an Aquarius or whatnot, but I'm very sensitive to my environment. Yeah, so when I am around like really hardworking friends who are like uplifting and just very positive and like good people, I feel amazing and I feel confident because we're rooting for each other. Mm. And then I've been in situations with people who like are super catty and just like not nice people. Oh, yeah. And and like the small minded comments really eat at me. And I was like, this is not worth my mental energy. And so, you know, there are environments that you can't control, but like being aware of like where you thrive and where you don't, I think is a big step in finding your confidence more so. Um, Like, for example, Mm. like if you go to like you know go if you hate to network right if you go out with a f- industry friend like you're going to feel more confident networking with other people and meeting new people versus you going alone and reminding yourself why you hate to network and meet new people and you're going to like put on a shell and probably not get as much out of it um because you don't have the right mindset and mm-hmm. so i think environment is huge i personally know that again like taking confidence from like an outer to inner piece like I know when I do my hair and put a little makeup on like even in the peak of the pandemic Mm. I started like living in my like pjs I was like feeling so gross and I just felt like just not myself and then I was like you know what what's missing is like I need to like still get up for the day and show up for myself it's not who cares I'm not seeing Mm -hmm. anyone but it's about me and like then I'd get up and like put some curls in my hair do a little makeup and like wear comfy loungewear and like I found those were the days where I like tackled so much more work I was happier and so I think that's it's important to know that like not to be trying to impress other people, but like what's going to make you feel incredible. And so that could be hair and makeup in my case. I also feel like, you know, dressing the part and finding clothes that I'm comfortable in, but um, make me feel beautiful. Like that mm. helps me like radiate with confidence, especially when I'm going to like business events. Um, and the last piece I think is like just making time for you because I think we're, and I th- I'm sure you can relate to this, like, there are so many different beauty events we go to. There's so many other work events that we go to. We have so much work that we have to do at home and catch up and stay you know, like ahead of the curve when it comes to the work week. But I do think finding pockets of time just for yourself, whether it's um, 
watching a movie or like just breathing a little bit and centering yourself, that's when I feel like you're, you make sure you can check in with yourself, make sure that you're spending your time in the way that you're happy and you're living a life that you're really happy about. And if you are spending too much time, you know, doing something that makes you miserable, it gives you that reality check. Because I do think when you feel your most confidence, you're also like, there's a relationship with happiness too. When mm. you're miserable, Ooh, or yes. if maybe you don't <laughs> want that job, or you like, you are just interviewing because someone made you and you want nothing to do with the person interviewing you, you're probably not going to be in a happy mm. mindset either. So like finding that balance, I think in keeping and circling back to that place um, where following you can check pleasure. in with yourself and following that pleasure, oh those, that is the great way to figure it out. <laughs> oh my God, wait, I want to talk about that. But I, before I go into following your pleasure, because we never did talk about like healthy versus unhealthy, but I just... I, there was a through line in everything you shared, which I loved everything you shared, by the way, but the, there was a through line of effort mm. from what you did as a little girl, putting on some sexy stuff for yourself from the makeup to, you know, as a ballerina to you talking about then again, as you know, getting dressed and putting makeup on during the pandemic to going after your dreams and desires, taking initiative. Um, almost everything you talked about here uh, involved putting in effort to yourself. And I think it's just so interesting how simple things are, but we just miss it. Like it took me so long to realize that the same way I cultivate a relationship with somebody else that leads to security and confidence in that relationship, effort, it's the same thing you have to do with yourself. If you put effort into your relationship with you, if you put effort just into you, I think that like it naturally breeds confidence because you're like, oh yeah, I got my back. I'm here for myself. I show up for myself. Wow. So that's a really <laughs> good point because I'm like, wait, that's amazing because my mom even, like she, like, you know, I have a lot of friends getting pregnant and whatnot and she was just talking about like, you know, you got to always make sure you take care of yourself and like remember, you know, like your health is your everything and whatever else. And we actually, funny enough, did a newsletter not too long ago about like, is scheduling sex a red flag? And one of the sex therapists that we interviewed was like, relationships take effort, right? And like by scheduling sex, it might not sound sexy, but you're putting effort mm -hmm. into intimacy within a relationship, which is really important. Mm -hmm. And so for you to connect the dots through effort, like it really does make sense. Like yes. you can't just expect things to be easy, not put anything work, like even how we eat, right? Like you can't expect to like eat whatever is in front of you. Don't care about like what you're putting in your body and then expect to like feel like amazing mm -hmm. um, by putting zero effort into it. Like yes. anything that you want in life, I think is achievable. Yes. But like to your point, it does take effort and it does. And I think it, it's consistent habits that create that like that manifestation of whatever you want in mm -hmm. your life to actually come true. Yeah. No, I, I love that you actually brought that up about needing to schedule sex. I actually have been talking about similar things with dating with friends of mine. Um, communication has come up a lot. And I think we avoid doing things that are healthy and have this like, I think it's Disney. Yeah. I think Disney does this really dirty in a lot of ways, but like we, ex or, and, and movies, it's not just Disney, but like <laughs> we just expect like, they're just going to know how to romance us perfectly and this and that yeah. and the other. And it's like, no, yeah. I mean, you shouldn't be forcing somebody to love you. You can't make somebody else love you, but you can teach them how to love you well. Yes. And that is sexy. And I like, I don't know why, where it came from that, like the man just knowing or the man, oh, you know, 
<laughs> bringing up every conversation or, you know, the sex just being, you know, Amazing. there all the time. Yeah. yeah. Or starting, you know, enough naturally all the time. Like we, we're actually cheating ourselves out of what we actually want because we don't want to be vulnerable. I think it's avoiding being vulnerable that that comes from. But you're just you're just cheating yourself and the other person of something amazing. And I just I think that, you know, what's sexy is actually getting clear on your desires and, and them. yeah, and putting in effort. Doesn't mean that there, you know, can't be some romance and, you know, uh, spontaneity or whatnot. Like, yes, you want, you want somebody who like can read you a little bit. Yes. But that takes time. Like (laughs) I would say that's probably like one of the biggest challenges. Like I haven't, I've dated a lot, but it wasn't like long-term relationships. I had one in college and like would see people over like three to six months in the city. And then you're like, okay, this isn't working. And so like my relationship has been the longest one to date and I was like oh he'll just know to like buy me flowers Mm -hmm. and like set candles and like I like live I love fairy tales like I dream in fairy tales like I went to Disney like multiple times a year so to your point that's probably why I think like that but then I like I had a hard reality I'm like wait a minute like this poor guy does not know what he doesn't know, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, like, not necessarily, oh, like, I expect flowers every night when you come home from work. But it's more of, like, getting really clear on, like, what you need out of a relationship or out of a career or whatever it might be or out of sex, whatever it might be, like, being very clear about mm-hmm. it and not feeling sh- ashamed or guilty expressing that. Mm-hmm. And I think when, you, when we first meet people and we're in the dating scene, like, we're at least women, we're so trained on like, how do we please this other person? How do we make them Mm. like us? And so a lot of times we suppress our own desires Mm -hmm. when really like when we do get comfortable in relationships, like you're a lot more adventurous. You are more willing to speak out on like what makes you feel good. Like how is this mutually beneficial? So ultimately both parties are getting pleasure. And I think that is like something that everyone could say that they want. And then Mm -hmm. it wouldn't happen if we just assume Mm -hmm. and don't communicate. Yeah, we have to take responsibility. This goes back to a lot of what I do coaching on personal power. Like we are responsible for ourselves, for our experience, for the the reality we are creating and for our happiness. Mm -hmm. And we need to be able to communicate that and go after it. And again, I think, you know, yes, there is so much beauty and romance in being attuned to another person. But like I just I went through uh, I just had a friend break up with me out of the blue because I was apparently jumping over boundaries that she never communicated to me. And I was like, oh my gosh. I can't, I can't love you and respect your boundaries. Like that if you, I don't know what they if are, I don't know what they are. Yeah. Like I can't. And you think about, you know, friends, I think friends, friendships are such a great like relationship to look back to sometimes for examples of stuff. Like you can't please somebody if you don't know what works for them or doesn't work for them. Like you, and, or and people can't read your mind you either. Yes. So you're responsible for communicating your desires, your boundaries, like everything else to another person so that they can love you well, if that's something they're able to do. If they can't, they're not the right person. But like people, people can't read minds and men can't read minds. In fact, men probably, probably less than your female anyone. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like your pleasure is your responsibility. And I think I love, like, that's why I talked about earlier and we chatted earlier why it's pleasure is so important. Like your pleasure is important. Women, you deserve pleasure. It's going to help you be a better human, manifest more, enjoy your life more. It's important, but you need to take responsibility for it. Um, and that's how you'll get it, you know? And I think people, 
I didn't know that for a lot of my life. Or I think a lot of people might be like, yeah, sure, I need pleasure. But like, what does that even mean? Right? Like, yeah, yeah, pleasure yeah. isn't like defined in one singular way. Like, mm-hmm. I might get pleasure from eating bowls of pasta and pizza, but you might have celiac and cannot eat yeah, that. Yeah, and that yeah, is yeah. certainly not pleasure for you. And so I think that going back to really like self-love and like your inner confidence, like knowing who you are, like that process of like understanding what like fills up your soul and fills you up mm-hmm. is unique to like what everyone else, if it was, if we all found pleasure in the exact same things in the exact mm. same way, we wouldn't need to communicate because we would already know. But that's right. where the complexity comes from is like, what brings you specifically pleasure and why? Like, be curious on that yeah. why, because that's exciting. And it, and it means that like your whys can change, or the, how you define pleasure can evolve throughout your life. And so get curious with yourself on like mm-hmm. what keeps you up at night, what makes you excited. Um, because once you have a better and more clarity on what that means to you, it'll help you communicate your needs, your boundaries, your wants to mm-hmm. whether it's friends, romantic partners, etc., um, or even like coworkers and bosses, because you have a strong understanding. You can't expect people to understand what you need mm-hmm. if you don't know what you need. Yes. Well, okay. Two things I want to go off on from what you said. One, I think this goes back to, it's like, how do you build a relationship with somebody else? You get to know them. You need to do the same for yourself. Absolutely. You need to get to know what you like and don't like. And I also love that you tied pleasure back to self-love because mm-hmm. I think that's how we distinguish healthy pleasure from self-sabotaging pleasure. I think is this ultimately going to create a better experience for myself? Is this loving to myself? You know, eating ice cream every single night or drinking five drinks every single night, you know, or whatever, like that's not going to actually create a better life and create overall more pleasure and joy in your life. That's actually going to sabotage yourself and detract from your life. But, you know, the balance is finding how to create a life that will overall have more pleasure. And so I think there are those little moments, you know, whether it is a bowl of pasta or it is sex or it is, you know, a a wonderful glass of wine, you know, I think having those in our life is so important and it tells the universe we believe that we are worthy of amazing and good things. But then there's also waking up early, um, going to the gym every single day or, you know, five days a week or whatever, eating your greens, you know, all of those things have us in a state of joy it helps us vibrate high you know long term overall so it's kind of this balance of how do I build a life for me again knowing yourself that makes me feel my best as much as possible and then you know sometimes pleasure isn't adding sometimes it's noticing and receiving what's Mm -hmm. already in our life like you know how many times there's a I, I was reading a book um it's something I forget the name but it's like what why French women are always skinny or something like yes, that. yes yes but they like they actually take time to savor their experiences and like a lot of the time I think we are just chasing 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 mm-hmm. the next thing instead of actually sinking into like what pleasure and joy are is right all around me in my day-to-day life how can I build a day-to-day life that doesn't need all of these fancy shiny things all the time but I find pleasure in how I've built it you know maybe my five minutes of gratitude journaling in the morning when the sunlight's streaming on you so it's I think it's a it's a balance of like how do you create something beautiful 
while also being really aware of the beauty too that you already have and I don't know I'm kind of rambling no but I (laughs) I like so resonate with that because I am like a total optimist and you know like I am um probably naive to default because I started like became an entrepreneur and but I will say that like I'm I think I'm more wired on seeing the negatives or not really taking the time to appreciate those mm-hmm. like quality moments and throughout the day, whether they're little moments in the day. And so maybe that's like why I really need to stop myself sometimes because like there are some nights where I'm going to like four events at a night and pre pandemic, mm-hmm. I was just like going, going, going. And I, I do think the beauty as horrible as it was, the pandemic forced a lot of people to like Mm -hmm. slow down, like sit with your thoughts. And that's when I came to a point where I'm like, I like, I always want to start products. Like I'm not like fulfilled with what I'm doing right now. I need a change. And then that's why like I created Bea and finally made it a reality. And so it's okay to like go throughout the days and stay busy, but like forcing yourself to like have moments to decompress and reflect, whether that's like, you know, over a meal and like really savoring like what you're eating and having like those moments to yourself, I think allow you to like stay on track and like gain perspective so that you're not always just like focusing on the next step. Mm -hmm. So you can really notice those nice moments throughout the day or throughout the week. Um, without only just seeing the negatives or the challenges. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this will help you not beat yourself up, um, but our brains are actually 80% negative. Our thoughts, there's been studies done. They're 80% negative, and I think it's 90 to 95% repetitive. So it's just like a negative feedback loop going on up there most of the time. And so this is why I am so passionate about cognitive rewiring, and that's probably how I help and support a lot of my clients with stepping into their power, but also just confidence, feeling good about themselves, feeling good in general. Um, it's actually a huge part of my manifestation process. Steps two and three are essentially cognitive rewiring. You're getting clear on the negative thoughts and replacing them with better ones. So don't feel bad because like we're actually naturally wired that way. I think it came from just like, you know, our ancestors were in nature needing to constantly be aware of danger. Um, oh yeah, we were chatting about this when we, we got were. coffee. We were, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I was like fascinated with how you like positioned it because it makes so much sense. Yeah, we were on we were on alert, you know, trying to be aware of any dangers, but like we don't live in nature with like bears around us anymore. And so a lot of the things that we're perceiving as danger aren't actually danger. danger. They are things that we just need to learn how to think differently about and also emotionally support ourselves and our nervous system through to get comfortable with because they're actually the things that we want. So, you know, we'll block ourselves from a relationship we want if relationships feel scary to us. And so the answer isn't avoid relationships because they're scary. No, that's what you want. You have to learn how to face those uncomfortable emotions, regulate your nervous system, teach yourself that relationships with the right people obviously are safe. Um, But I mean, we could even tie this back to sex and, you know, hopefully this is helpful for, um, anybody listening, your audience, um, my audience who has shame. Um, I had a lot of shame around sex. I don't know. Did you, I guess, did you feel like you had a lot of shame around it or you were just like, it was just, there was a stigma. So it, it wasn't talked about and you just didn't explore it a lot. For me, I feel like I was always like a very sensual person and like, mm-hmm. I love sex. Like I like love feeling sexy. Like it's so much of like who I am and have like since a little girl when I didn't even know what like sexy even meant. Mm-hmm. But then as you get older, you almost have to like reel it back and be like, okay, like 
no kiss, like no kiss on the first date. You have to wait three dates. And I felt oh, yeah. like it wasn't necessarily, I just feel like I wa- couldn't be truly who I am, like fulfill mm. my, like my wants, my desires, my needs, because I needed to listen to more of this like rule block of society. And that doesn't mean like, and so for, I found my true like sensual confidence was when I was like, you know what? This is so overwhelming on like how many dates do you hear? Blah, blah, blah. Like it takes the fun out of dating. I know I respect myself and my body so much. So I'm going to listen intuitively mm. on what feels right. Yeah. If I want yes. to have a one night stand, which there were, I remember one night clear. I'm like, I am ready for a one night stand. And I, and I did. And it wasn't like, you know, generally I was someone who would like to get to know people and like not go too smooth, like mm-hmm. too quickly. That's not the point of this, of what I'm saying, but it was more of like listening and, and like doing what like feels right by me versus listening to this like societal clause or whatever like mentality which actually was making me like unhappy or confused and overwhelmed and so that was kind of how I like unleashed like a piece of who I am Mm. and ultimately then started business in the sexual wellness space (laughs) Uh, yes our desires are safe guidance I love that you said listening to your gut because I think I think we this ties into self-love I believe in protecting myself. So I I think that's the only thing you need to consider when, you know, having sexual experiences with men. Is this somebody you feel safe with? Does this feel safe to your body? If it does, then I think that's a yes. Um, But that's the only reason I would hold back is just to make sure that I feel safe with somebody. Oh, yes. And like getting to know them and like you need to make sure they're respecting you. And I think if you have built your inner confidence and Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time on like understanding your wants, what you need and like who you are, you're going to be able to sense the right people a lot quicker. And I think I was at a point where I've, you know, some people do, you know, like there are at times where it can be unhealthy and you're like looking for something out of that. But if you already know what you Mm -hmm. need and you're very clear on your wants, your desires and what your objective of the night might be, um, and you really honor and respect yourself, I think that opens up the doors, the right kind of people. So you can feel comfortable, uh, around like this good person that you're choosing to like spend your time with. Um, whether that's like professionally, personally, socially, et cetera. Totally. No, no, no. I love that you said, um, talked about like your wants and needs out of it because I think it's, it's safety with the other person, but safety internally are the mm-hmm. things I check in. And there were times it's so funny. I think this is such a great example of how it, it, the situation doesn't matter. It's how, what your gut is telling you and where you're at. I had times in my, um, past relationship, I was definitely wanting sex to feel wanted and good about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, you know, I think it's great to, to have that maybe as a support, but I had work I needed to do about feeling chosen by me and feeling good about myself internally. And I was like using the relationship a bit for that um, or sex in the relationship. And so that was maybe not the best way. You know, I needed to do that inner work first versus I had um, some flings this summer and I, but I felt great about myself and I went into it feeling empowered and choosing and I felt good and safe with the people, but I didn't get to know them first. I was just like, this feels right. I want to explore my sexuality. What 
I like, what I don't like. I've been in a, you know, an abusive, uh, sexually abusive marriage for five years. And then shortly after that, I was in a, a dating relationship for three years and I want to have those experiences and they were great experiences and I felt great about them. So it's really about what are you looking to this for? Are you feeling safe internally and externally and it, a lot of that comes down to knowing yourself and where you're at with yourself a hundred percent it doesn't mean like I remember there was like ebbs and flows where sometimes like growing my business I was like I need to be all like heads down and just like mm. grow my business and like work and there are other times where I'm like mm, it would be nice to have a partner like I would like to date a bit more and other times where it's like I want to have fun like I look back like now I've been with my boyfriend for like three and a half, over three and a half years and I'm so happy in my relationship but I think I was able to be like so certain and comfortable in my pr present relationships because I honored like what I needed, mm. whatever stage I was like prior to then. So like if yeah. I did, you know, I, maybe I wasn't looking, I wasn't always looking for a relationship. Like I wanted to explore. I, like you sometimes like when we go back to pleasure, sometimes you just don't know until you try, right? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I think this sounds really good. You try and you're like, actually that wasn't that pleasurable. And I think that's the same thing with dating and relationships. It's like, I used to always say, I wanted a tall Australian man who had like a adorable accent. And oh, I love that. that was going to be my husband. <laughs> I like tried to manifest that. And then like after like dating a few of them, I'm like, mm, you know what? Like, I think I need to like open up my perspective. And like now I, you know, at that point, I think I was trying to have fun and you know yeah. like sometimes you think you know what you want but you don't really know until you try and discover and like I look back and all the like flings and relationships I've had and been so like grateful and fortunate because I've learned so much from them but like ultimately it then brings you you know like now my boyfriend he is full-on American and does ha has zero accent um he thankfully got rid of his Boston accent actually so I'm like okay we're in a totally different thing but I would have never like landed like I've known I knew him for years and years and years probably like over 10 years at this point but I never gave him a shot because I thought I knew what I wanted and it's and it wasn't what I actually needed or actually wanted. Oh, that's so juicy. <laughs> I'm going through this right now with just deciding where I want to live, which I haven't mm. even told anybody online yet. So this is the first time <gasps> online is hearing only people oh that I God. know in person. I know I'm really considering moving back to New York. Please do. <laughs> Everybody's so saying that. <laughs> yeah. But also with men, I like just, I've really been rethinking some of the things that I thought were important. And I'm so grateful for giving myself time and space to figure things out. And this is why I think it's so important for us to stop being so, and I'm, I, I'm preaching to the choir right now to me, <laughs> you know, P, PSA, like I, a lot of this stuff is I have worked through it or am working through it, like that I talk about, but I am tr just like, I am allowed to take time and space to figure it out. And any experiences I have aren't failures. They're actually just helping me get to know myself and my needs clear, like more clearly. And I'm so grateful. I thought my sex in my relationship was great. And then I had these flings this summer and I was like, you're like, wait, oh, hold on. Oh, <laughs> I had no idea. And I think, I think that's so important to talk about too. Like, you know, this shame thing around sex is just so, it's so disempowering. And I think it was set up that way to keep us disempowered because when you don't understand what you need and like, and you don't even know what your options are, like you can't make a good educated decision for yourself. I'm not saying throw yourself at every single man you meet, <laughs> but you know, I think again, our gut, our higher self, source, universe, whatever, you know, 
they we're led we know when something feels good and aligned and when when it doesn't and I think all these experiences none of them are bad none of them are failures they're just opportunities to get to know ourselves and our wants and our desires better I love that. No, and I, it's interesting because when I would date, I would get so frustrated. I'm like, oh, this is a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I do think that, like, I had friends who, like, were, I think it's called, like, not habit stacking, but, like, dating ha- stacking where they would do, like, multiple dates in a night and just, like, tr- they're like, it's a numbers game. Let's get this done. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, oh, wow. that's pretty brilliant. Like, yeah, it is. A, it ultimately is a numbers game. But it's, like, you want to give, an, like, each opportunity a – like reasonable amount of like opportunity for it to flourish. But I do like, it's funny because yes, I look back at all the relationships and opportunities and you're like, okay, they all served a purpose. They all were for a reason. But as I got like more in tune to who I was, I felt actually better saying, you know, like after having one drink, I'm like, Ooh, this is like not the right like vibe. Like I'm not interested. Like my gut is telling me like, this is not right. I became a lot more confident being like, I actually have to like, thank you so much. Like this was great. And like learning how to like, you know, like short, shorten my dates versus being like, okay, I just spent like five hours on this date with someone who I like don't have any interest in. Um, and like almost then waking up feeling hungover and being like, ah, great. Now it also impacts like my work day. And so I don't know why I was saying that, but I do think there's that balance of like being open to opportunities and like, People, I always hate when people are like, well, you never know who you're going to end up with. So be open to everyone. And then Ooh, now I'm preaching oh, the truth. No. Like, oh, wait, I actually ended up with someone who like I didn't give the time oh. of day to for years. And now, oh. like, you know, we live together and whatever. So it is funny how life works. Um, but I think the more that you're in tune with yourself, which is like harder mm, said yes, than done. Yes. Okay. You're able to like respect your time, respect your body, respect you a little bit better than if you do just spend 10 hours with every person because they ask you to go on a date on yes. the flip side too. Okay, I had a visceral reaction to the um, be open to everybody because, only because I don't think you should be open to anybody who is against your non-negotiables. That I think, but I I love that you said you ended up with somebody who you didn't expect because I also believe in being open. But I, for, I think it's getting clear on you and who you are and what you need and want and then being open. I yes. think that be open to anybody. If you know that like one of your core values is family and this person that you're about to go on a date with hates family, like I think I wouldn't give them time. Because that is such a core value. But I think when once you're really clear on your core values, then be open. Because it's always what we, I think, yeah. Because I get I get like my expectations set and I think yeah. I know what I want. And then the universe brings something better. And I'm like, oh. Yes. And like I've had to learn how to be open. So it's like it's a fine line there. I don't know. Yeah. And I will, I, I will push back. Like the, I feel like, yes, mm-hmm. like non-negotiables are super important. Like yeah. if someone says I don't want to have kids and you do like – there are certain like but I also think that sometimes like least I did like oh, you thanks. can't walk into a date and have like 30 non-negotiables because you're oh, really yeah, limited yeah. into like one of mine was like I want like I'm so close to my family so like family is really important to me and I was like oh I want someone who also like their parents have a happy marriage just like my parents like they have a lot of kids and what I found is that like someone can still value say family and like Mm -hmm. really want a super strong unit, but it doesn't mean that they like, maybe like they, something happened with their parents. Like they couldn't control like the family that they came from. And so I think it's like, 
it's not so black and white. I think not non-negotiables are important, but like be curious on wanting to understand more on like, why are they thinking that way? Mm -hmm. Is it because, um, you know, like they want a family, but they don't have that on paper right now because, um, their parents went through a crazy scandal or divorce or whatever it might be that really, um, you know, like impacted them Mm -hmm. in why they aren't super close. I don't know, whatever it might be, but I found that like, we always just like how we said with boundaries and understanding you can't pe- like you can't just like make assumptions about other people unless you really mm-hmm. hear where they're coming from and their why and so i would just say that have your non-negotiables and don't ever like sacrifice those but cur- be curious on like the ones that don't align like have conversations about those because a lot of times those non-negotiables aren't on the dating apps right like you yeah, find yeah, those yeah, through yeah. conversations so like have being open to like understanding sometimes like I at least found like allowed me to like give people um like approach things with a little bit more of an open mind when I'm such a ideas person and a rigid (laughs) box that people have to fit in. And, um, it was really hard for me to like get out of that mindset. No, I love that. I love that challenge. I think, I think it's still, it's still like, he still has that core value of family, but you're saying to be really open to getting to, to understanding and getting to know the person before making judgment calls. Yes. Yeah. It's not like looking at a red, like I just remember so many people like on a resume, I'm like, Oh, check. They do this. Or they have a picture with their family. They like to travel. They have like, they seem to love their job. Okay. Perfect person. And then you meet them and you're like, wait, there's no chemistry. And then ones that maybe not, might not, um, fit all the boxes you're like wait there is a connection and so I think it's just about like being curious and open um knowing that like you might not get like every box checked but remembering which ones are really important to you and like finding that like like understanding it's not black and white and so like Mm -hmm. have like bringing color to those topics no that's such good dating advice I love that it's so it's so wild well it's not wild because when you're in flow and in alignment and vibrating high, like the synchronicities are just flowing. I love that. Yeah. It's been crazy <laughs> in my life, but I'm literally experiencing this right now with, with both deciding between New York and LA, but also, um, somebody I've been getting to know, but like, I've just been having a lot of, cause I, I used to be more like, you know, oh, I want, you know, tall, dark, tattooed and handsome, like lots of tattoos. And I'm, I've, I'm actually lately really, being less focused on boxes I'm still clear on what I want but I'm focused a lot more on the feeling and the values Mm. um and this is something I actually give when I do my manifestation uh coaching with my clients I when they don't know what they want I'm like well how do you want to feel going back to feeling again oh I love that so I've been trying to focus more on how do I want to feel with the person I end up with um so I'm less like so like particular and rigid with like tattoos or things like yeah. that because like those things in the, at the end of the day it's like you're not marrying somebody for their tattoos you're marrying them for, right. for the relationship you or have, like what about those tattoos it's maybe like I like someone who's super adventurous and will yes. take risks and like that's what you like but maybe like that could be reflected in Ooh. his career or like yes. his travels What's- versus like what's like physically on his body yeah what underlying things do that do those symbolize for me or mean for me that I want 
that maybe doesn't need that or or you know maybe they're open to it you know yeah you can, get you one together. together like yeah you know, manifest when you're manifesting a partner like it doesn't you're, you're you're neither of you are ever going to be the finished product you're always growing and evolving like is yes. this somebody that you feel amazing with and connect with that you can grow together and maybe maybe you do like you know change you know not self-abandoning ever or changing who you are but like if you're you know open to changing your style or getting a tattoo or maybe yes. wearing a red lip if they love that like you know it's all about like yeah how yeah do you, and like you I remember the other like person? one of my like my best friends are dating someone and she's like oh his style blah blah I'm like that's something you can easily change yes like, don't yes. even worry about that but like how does he make you feel and um and like it's funny because I'm someone who my therapist is like, you have a lot of ideas, Brittany, which is great. Mm-hmm. And we love that. And that is why <laughs> I am the way I am. But like, she's like, you should also be like open or receptive when other people have like ideas too. And like, you know, I, I need to hear I'm this. Like, oh yeah, cool. Yes, that makes sense. Um, but I like thinking about just like dating, like even first dates, I remember with my boyfriend, I was like, hey, so like, I just want to make sure like you are like, what are your intentions? Like, are you looking to like be serious with someone? Because like, I'm looking for like a husband. See, I want a, a family, good. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so like, that was where I'm like, not being like, well, if you don't want a family, I'm out. But I also think again, like communicating your needs, wants and desires, mm-hmm. like will allow you to attract the right people, right? Yes. You might be like, with if again going back to also like surrounding yourself with the right people like if you are with like hardworking people who really prioritize their job and like leading a very fulfilling life you're probably gonna like hang out in places that you're going to meet someone who has like a similar vibration and like outlook on life Mm -hmm. and so you can still express your your wants and what you're looking for but I think again it's just like being open to an extent once you do communicate those needs on like what that might look like no I love that and I was actually going to comment earlier that I have a controversial opinion that it's not a numbers game I I, I've shifted this belief because of my experience becoming a really powerful manifester I work less I used to grind and send out so many pitch emails. And when you are actually, that's creating in the 3D world, Mm -hmm. trying really, really hard by do, 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 do. Doing is important, but it's a much smaller part of magnetizing what you want than energy. When I get my energy right, I am clean and clear on what I want, or at least, you know, to a degree, the feeling. Um, And I remove all my blocks, my limiting beliefs, and I believe I can have it. I feel good about it. I feel good about myself. I'm in my power. Personal power is so important for manifestation. And I am just living in aligned flow, aligned action. I magnetize opportunities and things so quickly and easily. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, the way I have been meeting people and connecting with people like lately, just it, you know, I'm not against a dating app whatsoever, but I just don't think you need it when you know, are a really powerful manifester in flow. Like, just I was inspired to like your stuff your email came into my inbox one day and I was inspired to DM you and, and here we are having yeah, yeah. coffee doing podcasts I'm like so happy you did yeah like and that's living in aligned flow sure. and that's that is like really what I am trying to help people achieve is that aligned flow and a lot of it is personal power um a lot of it's just kind of understanding the steps of manifestation but when you get to this place it's like things are just the synchronicities are one after the other and it's just so easy and flowy and feel good and like you don't have to exhaust yourself going on so many dates right but I think then that's interesting you say that because whether it's dating or like my case like running a business like you only have so much energy in a day right Mm -hmm. so 
whether it's like you want to have a successful career and you want to like date and you want to make time for friends. It's like, yeah, like I was never one who like, what is it? Date stacked because I wanted to make sure like I was excited to go on the date. And sometimes you have to force yourself and um, outside your comfort zone. But I do think that part of manifestation and like why, like what my best friend actually created her like dream man manifestation and she checked it like six months after dating her like now partner and it like everything like to a T like she could check off and I think it's not a matter of like oh like she just wrote some random stuff and it just happened to be true but I do think when you're like there's only so much mental energy you have in terms of like decision fatigue on a daily basis and so the more that you are in line with like what you want from a career or like even my business goals every so often I'm like whoa 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 there's all these opportunities around me. What are my main priorities? So now when I get opportunities presented to my to me, I can think thoughtfully on like, does this align with my main priorities? If it doesn't, maybe the timing is just not right. Mm-hmm. And it allows for more opportunities that are aligned to come through. And that's similar to how you're saying with your business pitches too. It's like, because you're so thoughtful and clear on what you need, you can make time to attract those right opportunities, whether it's for business or even dating. So I do think that like, it takes time to write down and think through what you need, what you want and like the why behind all those qualities versus just like checking off boxes. But I do think that's so relevant to like every part of our lives. Oh, totally. When you're not, I mean, think about trying to run a business. If you're not clear what your mission is and your goals are like, it's going to fail. So like, our intentions are incredibly powerful. When we get clear on what we want, we start we start attracting that. And a lot of the times what gets us off is we block the things mm-hmm. because of our limiting beliefs or because the thing doesn't feel safe to our nervous system. Uh, you know, we're usually the ones getting in our own way or blocking the thing from coming to us or we don't take the leap of faith with the opportunity because we don't believe in ourselves. But it's usually us blocking stuff that we're magnetizing through intention. And so it's just so important to get clear and know what you're going towards. But you, I really just, the more I become just a clear channel, it's just like things just flow to me. I'm not blocking them anymore. I'm very open. I've learned how to receive. That's a really feminine energy. And you have to, if you want to magnetize a divine masculine man, a, a man who's really rooted in healthy masculine energy, like you need to be in healthy feminine energy. You need to be feeling good about yourself. You need, you need to be doing your thing, living your life, not sitting around waiting for him or chasing him like that. Those energies don't magnetize and attract. And, um, it's just, yeah, it's just so, it's so, we do things so backwards because we don't know how mm. to actually, to magnetize. But when you are saying yes to what feels right and following that, like your life is just going to keep flowing. It's limiting beliefs that cause you to say yes to things that aren't aligned. Um, so I love that she just got clear and she was like in flow doing her thing and she magnetized this man because that's how easy it is. Wow. That's how easy it is. So it doesn't surprise me that everything that she wanted in this man came to her. Like she is, she was a clear channel for what she wanted to manifest. Wow. That's so fascinating. I like, as soon as we're done here, I can't wait to like write everything (laughs) I want for my business, my life and start manifesting everything. Like that's this year I didn't do a vision board and I keep on saying that we need to do them one night. And now I think 
this weekend is is time yeah <laughs> nothing like with a what two months left to go <laughs> yeah it's so powerful and I actually posted this on stories a couple days ago um and maybe this is a fun little story to end on but um it's so many women you know final tip here with feeling empowered with dating and sexuality you have got to stop and remove any negative thoughts that you have around sex or men. And it's the same thing if you've listened to money mindset stuff. If you are are telling somebody, you know, uh, sorry, if you're telling money, you're dirty, you're evil, you know, only bad people have you. Do you think you're going to attract money? No, no. If you said that to a friend, do you think they would stick around? No. no. You know, so the same with men. If you're constantly putting out bad things about men or if you're constantly yes. thinking bad thoughts about sex, you are going to block yourself in those areas. And I, I, I promise you, because I have been blocked in most areas my whole life, I know this is true from my own experience because I got into the dating pool in L.A., in June and I there was maybe like four people five people somewhere in there that I went went out with and I had only amazing experiences like that's incredible not, not perfect you know obviously but like I was treated so well I had so much fun I got a lot out of them I learned about myself I overall had great experiences and all I hear is women talking about having horrible experiences yeah. and my heart goes to them because it's not their fault like I get it you have these negative thoughts from what's happened to you and the stories you're hearing, but, but get, like allowing yourself to stay in that energy and not release the pain, heal it, process it, move through it. You are going to continue to attract the same thing. You're creating that reality again and again and again. And I love Joe Dispenza. He talks about this. You, if you're thinking the same thoughts, you're going to create the same reality. If you want something different, you've got to shift your thoughts. That's going to shift your feelings. Your thoughts and your feelings are the, uh, electromagnetic signature you're broadcasting into the field and magnetizing things back like it's how we create and so and it's also like yeah. you like how you allocate your mental energy which is mm-hmm. like aka your thoughts is that mm-hmm. if you're only focused on and you see I'm sure we all have that friend like or our social media friend who's always like men stink dating sucks yeah. and it's like they're choosing like that's how they're spending like even to post something like that how much time do you have to spend to go deeper into that thought process versus if you said something about like, wow, I just had a great, tried out this wonderful restaurant with someone Mm -hmm. new, like can't wait to go back. Like that takes the same amount of time and thought and mental energy, but that totally puts you on a different track than, than the alternative. And so I think that's really important to think about is like, there's only so many decisions we can make in a day. There's only so much mental energy that we can invest in areas of our life. So Mm -hmm. is it going to be for a positive because a positive thought creates positive change or is it going to be towards negative and like every little decision that you make on a daily basis is going to lead you to a life that you've built from those decisions and I think when you think about it like that it doesn't become scary but it's like wow like I have the building blocks to manifest and create and build this fantastic career this fantastic life and it starts from like those daily habits Mm. those daily decisions on like how you're spending your time how you're spending your like yeah energy and I think that's something that's really really important whether it's for dating whether it's for sex whether it's just for life in general I love that. I love that. And your life speaks to it too. You have an amazing, beautiful business that empowers women that's, you know, successful. You have a successful relationship with a great guy. Like you're seeing so many fruits of this internal work that you've chosen to do. 
it's you know, the proof is in the pudding. Wow. I was going to say, like, man, I could do a lot more manifesting, but maybe I, I have. Like, I saw a lot of time dreaming and thinking and, like, like envisioning mentally on, like, mm-hmm. okay, what could Bea look like? What could my, like, what would our marriage look like? What would our kids? And, and I think yeah. that, like, you know, maybe that's something where it's just, like, a matter of, like, investing that time and mm-hmm. visualizing and, like, the, like you said, like, well, how does that make you feel? Like, are you excited about that? If you're not excited about marriage, maybe that's not, you're not with the right person. Um, and I, that's really cool to hear because I do believe in the power of manifestation. I do believe that, like, you can make dreams a reality, mm-hmm. but it takes effort, like we talked about. It takes, like, make changing your thought process and how you think through situations and like who you're surrounding yourself with. But if you constantly do that on a daily basis, like anything can happen. Yes. No, I love that. Um, you and I are very similar in the sense that we are both idea people, visualize, visual, visualizers. <laughs> I've had too much coffee today. <laughs> Sorry guys. I think as I we're sipping our coffee at like six, <laughs> six o'clock. o'clock. <laughs> this is, I had a, oh my God, I had a, what a six, 12 or 16 ounce this morning. All of them were half calf though. I will preface that. And then I had a 24 ounce. On oh the my train. God. No way. <laughs> I had another 12 at the you event. Must be like and shaking. now I have this 16 <laughs> Yes. I and I, I barely have drank caffeine the last year. I've been adding it in the last like two months. Um, and it's, it's sitting better with me. I did some hormone work for, for a while. Um, but yeah, I have way too much today. So I'm so sorry, everybody. I spoke so fast on this podcast today. Um, I'm also passionate about it. And that combo is just deadly when it comes to my talking speech. <laughs> no, you're amazing. You're so well-spoken. I was like, wow, Here I'm uh, needing to chug more. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm like stumbling on my words because I'm so like, rah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the visualizing, the dreamer, being imaginative, like visualization is a powerful way to manifest. You need the other pieces, the other steps, the cognitive rewiring, the removing emotional blocks, all of that stuff. But um, when you, you're, that's again, being on the other side, being the person who has the thing, you're literally in that like scenario in your head you have the thing you're the person with the thing so you're feeling the feelings you're seeing it you're tasting it you're touching it like you're experiencing it that's the that's embodying the person who has the thing so it's a really powerful tool for manifestation so definitely wow, keep doing that I love this <laughs> okay, I've learned so much talking to you even from our coffee date um, um I really appreciate you having me on here and I think yeah. that there's so much what we're doing with Bea and like why it's like more of like taking a holistic approach to skincare, to your sexual wellness, and just like your wellness in general. And I think it's really important to talk about like how does that transcend into your dating, into your life, into your career. And I I loved talking about it all with you today. Well, I loved our conversation too. And I loved how you challenged me in so many ways with just confidence and with dating and being more open-minded. Like I loved, yeah, everything you shared as well. And like your story um, and just, you know, I think it's so important to talk about how, you know, it's so important to do you and to not listen to other people and like that so inspiring that you chose to do that and then to go on to found a brand to help empower women in feeling more comfortable and confident in doing that with themselves and um I absolutely love it thank you so much I mean I I could talk to you for hours I appreciate you taking the time and everything that you thought about your personal power manifestation like it is so true and it's like in our own hands it's Mm -hmm. not like you have to like go to some retreat. Like it's something that you can do in the comfort of your own home. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely walking away from our conversation, excited to manifest more, 
own my personal power and know that like the sky is the limit. It really is. Yes. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. And guys, I hope you enjoyed. I'm going to link everything about Bea and Brittany in the show notes. I love her sensual wellness products. Uh, definitely check them out. I especially love the little wipes, the little to-go wipes. It's so helpful on the go, especially like when I do my New York days, just to feel fresh, to not have body odor and just, yeah, everything. I love how you help Help me feel good through yeah, your products that makes too. Me so happy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, and we'll definitely so. put a discount code too for any yes. of your followers okay. to try out some of the wipes and all of our other essential wellness products too. I would love that. Okay. Well, awesome. Everything will be in the show notes. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys loved that episode. I was listening back as I was editing and I was just like, wow. I really really wish I had had this conversation like a couple of years ago because it's so hard. It's so hard when you do struggle with confidence, when you struggle with self-love, when you struggle with feeling shame around asking for what you want and really making choices from your power, Um, when there's shame surrounding those things, especially when there's shame surrounding sex, sexuality, pleasure, And it's not meant to be that way. We are not meant to feel shame around pursuing what makes us feel good and lights us up and our desires. And there's literally nothing as we chatted about in the episode. And I mean, we went over in the episode, like pleasure is your birthright. Pleasure should be a priority. It's so important. It's not only what you were made for, but also helps you become a more powerful manifester. And Really what changed the game for me in a lot of these areas was building a really healthy, loving relationship with myself, which then helped me get clarity, a lot more clarity, which helped me call in what I want more quickly, more easily, more powerfully, uh, along with (laughs) avoiding a lot of things that weren't aligned, a lot of trying and failing and getting disappointed. Uh, It helped a lot with decision fatigue. It helped a lot with confidence. Confidence comes from a really stable, trusting relationship with yourself and also comes from doing hard things, from showing yourself you can rely on you, that you have your own back. But that requires emotional availability. Emotional availability is being able to handle the challenging emotions that come up for you when you are doing those hard, uncomfortable things. They're uncomfortable for a reason. And if you don't know how to handle the difficult emotions that come up, you're, you're going to keep avoiding doing those hard things that are going to create the changes in yourself and your life that you want and that will get you the things that you want. And this is a lot of what I work on with my clients in one-on-one coaching. Relationship to self, emotional availability. We also do a lot of mindset work because a lot of the negative emotions actually stem from your thoughts, if you didn't know that. A lot of the times we avoid. So like one of my clients that I helped, I helped her get out of a relationship that wasn't working for her. And a lot of the the fear and the anxiety that was coming from getting out of that relationship was coming from the thoughts she had, the negative thoughts, the limited beliefs that she wouldn't meet somebody else, that she wouldn't be able to handle being alone, that she might miss out on something. And she was really settling. These fear-based thoughts, and there was a lot more that we identified and worked through, 
were keeping her settling. They were keeping her choosing something that only felt safe to her nervous system because it was what she knew, not because it was what she wanted or what was good for her. So we were able to identify those things and I was able to support her in handling the emotions that came up and making the choice that actually served her. And Shortly after that, she called in a partner that she was so excited about. He was treating her so much better. There was so much more chemistry. And it just it just goes to show you how important being in your power is for manifestation because you're not in your power when you're in fear. You're not in your power when you're listening to those limiting beliefs. You're not in your power when you're not stepping into who you want to be, when you're not making the choices that the person you want to be would make, when you're not going for the things you want and letting go of the things that aren't what you want so you have space for the things that you want. So if this is something that you want support with, this is what I work on my clients with in my one-on-one mentorship program. It is a four-month coaching container and we have two calls a month and I do bi-weekly calls so that you have time to actually integrate what we talked about and what we learned. But I also offer you Monday to Friday access to me through texting and voice noting so that you have support and you can come to me and ask me questions. If you're stressed about something, you're not sure, or you're you're trying to make those more difficult decisions and choose to let go of the things that aren't serving you, but it's not feeling safe to your nervous system and you just need that extra support of somebody else who has been there and sees the other side and seen it work time and time again to support you in making that choice that's going to get you to where you want to go and have you calling in what you want to call in. So that's why I give you that access to me in between calls so that when you are in the moment and you're trying to make those choices in real time, take the inspired action, make the shifts. I am there to support you in between them. I also customize my coaching for each client. We get clear on where your pain points are, what you're struggling with, what you really want to work on and shift immediately, what you want to shift long term. And I create a plan with you and we get clear on how I can support you best and help you step into the powerful co-creator of your life that you were always meant to be and get you calling in those dreams and desires, whether it's money or a partnership or a home or a job, whatever it is. These are the things when you're able to get that relationship to yourself sorted, be emotionally available, make the shifts and the changes, let go of the things not serving you, be in your power. These are the things that get you to be manifesting powerfully, quickly, and easily. And if this is something that sounds like you would be interested in or is really aligned for what you're looking for right now, I would love to chat with you. I have the link in my show notes to book a discovery call or you can shoot me an email or you can DM me on Instagram. And we can chat and see if it's a good fit. And then if it is, get you supported so that you can elevate quickly and easily.